Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We pray that you will have a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow, and that you will remember the reason for the season, and He is Jesus. There is only one reason for Christmas, and that is the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, when Jesus was born, his entrance into this world did not go unnoticed. The Bible tells us that there were angels, that there were trumpets, and that there were stars, all heralding his birth. And his life here on earth did not go unnoticed either. Wherever he went, he drew a crowd. He caused a stir. He made an impression on everyone who saw him. And those who had only heard about him, they wanted to see him as well. The Bible tells us to see him. In fact, in Hebrews 12 verse 2, it says this, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Now, I'm sure that you will agree with me that as long as we have sight, as long as you have the gift of sight... You and I walk around every day of our lives seeing. True? But then there are other times when we really see. Where we take a second look. Where we look closer. Where we want to see more. And you know, that happened to me the first time I saw my now husband. I was was at a um, youth, I don't know where, it was something, oh, somewhere. And he was playing guitar. And I was looking and then I looked and I went, wow, I'm taking a second look here. I remember, (laughs) kaboom, boom, boom. Did you just say that? Well done. I don't know what that means. But anyway, I remember when um, we bought our family home, the one that our children spent most of their growing years in, I was flicking through all homes. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah, flick through all homes. And I was flicking through houses, houses, houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stopped, took a second look. Because there was something about it. Do you know that there is an open invitation in the Bible given to anyone who is interested to come and see Jesus? To stop, to fix their eyes on him. It's an invitation to everyone. Everyone's welcome. Search the Bible for one example of a person who desired to see Jesus and was turned away because you will not find it, I promise you. The invitation is this, it's come here. Come and take a look at this man Jesus who came to earth for you and for me. See, maybe you've never really taken a good look at Jesus. Or maybe you're here tonight and you need to take a fresh look. Because here's the thing. He is not afraid of your scrutiny. And whether you realize it or not, he, he is the one your heart is longing to see. He is the one. I want to give you a few examples from the Bible tonight of people who came and saw Jesus. Luke tells us about a guy and his name... Luke is, is one of the books in the Bible, and, and it talks about a guy, and his name was Simeon, 
And Simeon was a good man. Do we have any good people in the room? No one's, oh, there's a few, good. He was a good man, and the Bible says he served in the temple, like church, during the time that Jesus was born. And the Holy Spirit told Simeon in Luke 2.26, the Holy Spirit had revealed to him, to Simeon, that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And so the story goes on, and it says, when Simeon saw Mary, he saw Mary with Jesus, When his eyes saw that baby, he knew. He knew. He said, this is the Messiah. This is the almighty God in human flesh. Can you imagine? And for Simeon, merely seeing Jesus was enough. He was fulfilled. He he said, okay, I'm I'm okay now. I'm okay to die now because I've seen Jesus. Some people have a long, long list of all they want to see and do before their life ends. They want to climb that mountain. They want to see that site. They want to eat that food. They want to swim in that lake. They have a bucket list of all the things that, that they want to do before they die, not Simeon. His list was simple. He didn't want to die until he'd seen the maker of this world, until he'd seen his maker. He had to see Jesus. And Luke 2, 29, Simeon says this, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. And then there were two guys talked about in the Bible who were followers of of this, this man called John the Baptist. And their names were John and Andrew. And they were part of John the Baptist's team. John the Baptist was a really, really great guy. Actually, he was Jesus' cousin. And his job was to prepare the way for Jesus. But the Bible tells us that when John and Andrew saw Jesus, they saw him, they couldn't help themselves. They left John the Baptist and they followed Jesus. And while they were following Jesus, in John 1 it says this, Jesus looked around and he saw them. And he said, what do you want? And they replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? It's a pretty bold request, don't you think? (laughs) They didn't ask for a minute of his time. They didn't ask for a message that they could take away. They didn't ask for a miracle for a situation that they were facing. That was not going to be enough. They asked for his address because they wanted to hang out with him. They wanted to know him. They wanted to study him. They wanted to follow him. They wanted to see him. And what did Jesus say to their request? Come, he said in, in John 1, 38, come and see, he said. Come, come and see. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon and they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him for the rest of the day. Jesus said, come and see. Don't just come and glance or come and peek or come and see. Fix your eyes on me. How about Matthew? I don't know if you've heard of Matthew. He, he became a disciple of Jesus. But before he knew him, Matthew was a bit of a shady character. Not like Simeon. Simeon was a good man. Matthew was a bit of a shady character. Any shady characters here? I'm putting up both hands. 
Before I knew Jesus, I was a bit of a shady character. Matthew was, in fact, a revenue consultant for the government. In other words, he was a tax collector. And he didn't always stick to the rules. But when he saw Jesus, Jesus looked at him and he said to Matthew, follow me, come and see. In other words, come and see. And the next thing we know, Matthew invited Jesus into his home for a meal. Because to the hungry heart, to the seeker, to the searcher for something more than what they are currently experiencing, to the one who doesn't know God yet, who knows that there is something missing, seeing Jesus is actually an eye-opener. Because there is something about Jesus. There is something about Jesus that makes you want to come closer, that makes you want to see more, that makes you want to be around him. Jesus knew that Matthew was not perfect. He had not lived a perfect life. He had not kept all the rules. What mattered to Jesus was that Matthew wanted to know him. And so Jesus went to him. He went to his place so that he could be with him because you know what? Jesus never says no to an invitation from anyone. In fact, in James 4, it says this, come close to God and God will come close to you. And then there was another woman, we don't know her name, but she met up with Jesus at a time in her life when she was broken and she was lost. She'd had lots of failed relationships, she was an outcast in society, and she just happened to run into Jesus while she was collecting water from a local well. Here's a side note for you, you can meet Jesus anywhere. You don't have to be in church. Wherever you are, you can meet Jesus right there. Wherever you are, he wants to meet with you. Jesus was resting by this well that this woman was collecting her water from and and they struck up a conversation with each other and Jesus kept drawing her closer by the questions he was asking her and the more that she saw of him, the more she was intrigued and the more she wanted to see. And Jesus looked right inside her past the wall that she had erected because at some point in our lives all of us erect walls for all sorts of different reasons. And he looked past that wall, he looked past the the shame she was carrying, past the pain of her past relationships, and he saw what was going on in her life. And just like John and Andrew and Simeon and Matthew, this woman was drawn to Jesus. When Jesus met this Samaritan woman at the well, he's essential, the, the message that he wanted to give to her was this, God knows you. You, you, you may not think you're known by God, but God knows you, and you are seen. Because Jesus saw into that woman's world when she didn't think anyone knew her or cared about her, and Jesus came along and told her her story, and it totally changed her life. John 4 says this, the woman left her water jug beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, the same thing. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this possibly be the Messiah? 
So the people came streaming from the village to see him. She was so excited. She was so excited by meeting Jesus. She was so impacted. She was so changed that she ran back to the village and said, come and see everyone. Everyone, you've got to come and see this man. This man who changed my life when I met with him. And the Bible says that the people came streaming to see him and that the whole village was changed by coming and seeing Jesus. I grew up in a family that took me to church every Sunday. I grew up believing in a God that I hadn't really seen. But there was a moment. It was a moment in the middle of a mess that I'd gotten myself into. When I was standing outside a building at night alone, late, and I called out to God, I said, God save me. And the change that took place in my life over the next little while was extraordinary. Because I chose to let him in. I chose to open my heart to him. I chose to acknowledge my need for him. I desperately wanted to see and know him. 2 Corinthians says this, whenever they turn to face God, God removes the veil and there they are, face to face. They suddenly recognize that God is a living, personal presence. He is not a piece of chiseled stone. And when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old, constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free of it. All of us. Nothing between us and God. Our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transfigured, which just means changed. And so we are changed, much like him. Our lives gradually become brighter and more beautiful as God enters our lives and we become like him. That's what he wants to do, you know. When we meet God, our lives are changed. Our lives gradually become brighter and brighter and more beautiful. So I want to ask you tonight, have you seen him? Just like that scripture says, face to face. He is a living, personal God. If you don't know that yet, I have some encouragement for you today. Psalm 34 verse 8 says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, unless you taste for yourself, you will never know his goodness. You won't know his love. You can hear about it. You can wonder about it. But unless you taste and see, you'll never know it. You'll never know his compassion, his forgiveness. You can say, oh, I don't need him. I'm fine. I'm sorted. I'm okay. I don't want to taste. We have our daughter and son-in-law and two grandsons living with us at the moment, which is fun, fun, fun with capitals. And the other night, our one-year-old grandson was in the high chair and he was hungry. And when he gets in the high chair and he gets hungry, he tends to have a little squeal. 
because he needed food. And so what I decided was, I thought, what can I give him? I need to give him food. So I got a peach, and I took the skin off, and I cut a little bit of peach, because who doesn't like peach? Apart from one or two people that don't want to put their hand up in church. It was so sweet. But I, all I did, I just got it about that far away from his mouth, and he did the, don't be silly, yeah, yeah, I'm not having that. And I thought, what are you missing out on? You're missing out on this beautiful peach. If you just taste it, you'll see. What are you missing out on tonight? Taste and see that God is good. You won't know unless you taste and see. I need a musician or some musicians up here right now. I don't know where you are today, tonight, in your journey of faith, but God does. And God wants every single person on the planet to know how deep and how wide and how wonderful his love is toward them. His grace is. And really it's, it's like I have said, the invitation is to come and see. Come and see, the invitation is to taste and see. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.